Hello, everyone, and welcome to That's a Dumb Rule Podcast. I'm Ben. And I'm Greg. Greg, today we're talking about the headphone helmet rule, also known as the quarterback's headphone helmet rule. Where is this defined in football's rulebook? In rulebook, rule 5, article 3 states, The coach-to-player system allows a member of the coaching staff in the bench area or the coach's booth to communicate to his designated offensive or defensive player with a speaker in his helmet. The communication begins once a game official has signaled a down to be over and is cut off when the play clock reaches 15 seconds or the ball is snapped, whichever occurs first. Okay. Well, this rule is really interesting because of that when it's called a down, all of a sudden the radio cuts off, and I think a lot of people have debate about that. But let's jump into the description because I think a lot of people who are just approaching football for the first time probably didn't know there was a speaker in the quarterback's head yes. or in the quarterback's helmet. Excuse right. me. Right. Yeah. It's 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 kind of a new thing, but yeah, it's it's really a way for the coach. Generally, it's the head coach, but it's not always to communicate with a pl- one player on offense and one player on defense. The offensive player, usually it's the quarterback, and the defensive player, usually it's it's the defensive captain, which could be a linebacker, uh, maybe a defensive back. And they, yeah, they can communicate to the player. Now, keep in mind that the player can't communicate back, right? It's just a one-way system. Yeah. And then what, one of the main things is that it's way to get plays, obviously, called into the quarterback or the defense, maybe a formation they want them to run based on what they're seeing and things like that. Okay. Well, I know every football game you're able to see this. You can see people reaching up and touching their ear or the ear hole on the helmet Mm -hmm. because they're trying to hear what coach is saying through the loud noise. I definitely recommend for people to watch a Seattle Seahawks game because that's probably where they talk about it the most during a broadcast when they're having a hard time hearing with the crowd. They put their hand up to their ear to try to listen better. But Let's talk a little bit about things that probably wouldn't come up in discussing this role. Extra comments, extra thoughts that you uh, brought up. Yeah, so this goes back to, just real quick on the history, this was added in 1994. So about 25 years ago, the NFL added the ability for coaches to talk to the quarterback. And then in 2008, so it actually took... uh, what, 14 years to add the ability for a coach to talk to a defensive player. Um, So I thought that was interesting that they didn't add them both at the same time. But as far as the the communication goes, like I said, it's a one-way communication. Only the coach can communicate with the player. Their player cannot communicate back. If the crowd is really loud and they can't hear, then tough yeah. I mean, that's you know yeah. that's that's the way it goes right a couple funny things about it aaron Rodgers is is known for his antics where he pretends that his helmet is not <laughs> his speaker is not working so he can call his own play uh, i bet other quarterbacks do that too oh um, there's got to be some i'm sure some of them did and then another thing to notice is that any helmet that has a speaker in it they have a green dot on the back of their helmet um, oh okay so it's just a way to know that that helmet has is equipped with a speaker. I would assume all the three or however many quarterbacks a team has on the roster, I'm sure all of their helmets are equipped with that. And then one interesting note is that if the communication system goes down for whatever reason for one team, the other team has to stop using theirs. And you oh. actually do see this um, a few times a year uh, where a coach will say, 
the speaker's not working, something's not working. So the other team is forced to then shut down their system until it comes back up. Interesting. That would be kind of curious to see what would happen if somebody were to lie about that. Maybe that's just me going to the top Maybe. shelf of somebody's like, I don't know. It doesn't work anymore. Right, right. All of a sudden you see those guys holding up the sign of like an egg beater, <laughs> like Mario. Right. And then, yeah, yeah. You yeah. get the college signs. Yep. But what are some notable examples or maybe moments in history that are worth a look just because this seems to be more of a recent thing? Yeah, it's it's fairly recent. So if you go back to 1956, there was a player on the Cleveland Browns who was the first player to use a radial helmet during a game. Wow. Um, this was before the rule was put in place. So he almost did it illegally in a way. Wow. Um, the NFL commissioner at that time, Burt Bell, he banned the use of radio transmitters to communicate when this happened. He said, no, you can't do that. And they took it out. And then, of course, they finally added it back in 1994. So I'm sure along the way, other teams have found ways to sneak something in there to communicate from the sidelines. But that's really the, the most notable example is when, when it all started back in 1956 in the Cleveland Browns. That's amazing that it started back in 1956. Right. Just thinking of timeline. Uh, But with this, I want to kind of close out with, is this a good rule? Is this a bad rule? Or are you more neutral about it? I think it's a bad rule. I think that the art of quarterbacks calling their own plays or better yet having, usually you'd have an offensive player, an offensive lineman rotating in and out, bringing plays into the quarterback. I think that's, I like that style of football much better. Um, I just don't like the idea of quarterbacks completely relying on this speaker in their helmet and getting the plays called in. I, I don't like it. I think I think you need to call your own plays. So yeah, I think this one this one's a little harder for me because I've only known this as I've grown up with football and seen this. For me, this is just kind of a quality of life instead of seeing people like scream and scramble along the uh, along the sidelines. Right. But there is a beauty to watching football players actually figure out the plays and knowing that chemistry between coach and quarterback, mm-hmm. that would be interesting to see. However, I'm glad that this rule is in place, and I think it's a good rule because what we have right now, there is communication in the game. I'm glad that if one side goes down, the other one has to go down too. Right. And I think that this covers more issues than it saves. So yeah. right now, I actually disagree. I think it's a good rule for the timing of it, although I do respect the idea of going without the microphone and what it would be like. Because right. some of the best games in the NFL history are games where the quarterbacks can't hear what's going on because yeah. the lo- noise is so loud. Absolutely. So yep. I, I think it's a respectable thought. So with that, do you have any parting thoughts before we head out? No, nothing, no. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for listening and tune in next time for another Dumb Rule.